Good morning, friends. Good morning, Lighthouse Church, San Monan, Kuyamora. This is once again the day that the Lord has made, and I feel blessed to be speaking to you this morning. We'll go straight into the Word of God, and the topic for today is a perfect life. Now, we'll read much of Scripture, and my plea to you this morning is that you'll be patient, but also that you enjoy just hearing scripture enjoy the reading of the word of god praise god a perfect life i want to read from the book of first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 7 and this is what verse 7 says for god did not call us to be impure but to live a holy life so in affirmative terms, the Bible states clearly that God has called us. God has called you. God has called me. If you're listening to me and you believe that God has called you, the Bible puts it in affirmative terms that God has called you to live a holy life. And you can read that interchangeably with a perfect life. Now, I can hear some voices at the back of our minds asking, perfect, holy, is it even possible for us to live a perfect or a holy life? Now, if God has called you and me to live a perfect or a holy life, and remember we're living in times when it has become very difficult. It's, it's becoming extremely hard to tell lies from the truth. It's becoming extremely hard to differentiate the truth from lies or what is perfect and what is not perfect, what is permissible and what is not permissible. It's just becoming extremely hard. But if you are a child of God and you are listening to me this morning, I want to encourage you that you and me and the world there might be confused. But God is never confused because the word of God never changes. The word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. In other words, the word of God as the truth of God never changes. So if God has called you and me to live a holy life or a perfect life, there has to be some standard. There has to be something that God has put in place so that you and me can look to and be able to charge our lives and be able to tell if we are living the life that God has called us to live. And that is a holy life. Now, there are many ways to tell if you and me are living the life that God has called us and the many ways that we can look at are in scripture but today I want us to take one of the many ways that God has put in the word of God and just look at that so for today I would like us to look at the ten commandments I'm sure most of us will learn about the ten commandments in schools so this is a common scripture. Praise God. And we find the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus, 
chapter 20. As I said, we'll do a lot of reading. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, the Bible says, And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. God is always calling his people. God is always uh, taking people uh, from a dark place into a space where it can be a God to them. As we see straight away, the Bible says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out. He's always bringing people out. And in basically the Bible says, you shall have no other gods before me. So God calls the people from Egypt and is putting them in a different space where it can be a God to them. But then he gives them a set of rules, what the Bible says, the commandments. And what we read from verse 2, verse 3 downwards, is the set of rules that God is putting in place for them. In other words, God is giving them a prescription of how to live their lives. He's painting a picture of how their lives should look like. You shall have no other gods before me. In verse 4, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. Verse 5, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children of the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hurt me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Verse 7. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Verse 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them but he rested on the seventh day therefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and made it holy verse 12 honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your god is giving you verse 13 you shall not murder verse 14 you shall not commit adultery Verse 15, you shall not steal. Verse 16, 
you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Verse 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Praise God. So God calls a people, takes them from Egypt and is bringing them into a place where he can be God to them, a father to them. And what we see is now God giving them a prescription of how to live their lives. Now the Ten Commandments forms part of the 613 laws that are in the Bible that were given to the Hebrew nation to govern their day-to-day -day lives, to govern their worship, how they were to do their prayers and how to worship God in the temple. And the Ten Commandments and the laws in the Bible also speaks, them, speaks to them about how to interact with one another, how to treat one another, how to treat your parents, as we have seen. And what we are doing today is we are not going to explain what each commandment means. That's a topic for another day. But our focus today is just to look at God giving a set of rules, or what the Bible says, the commandments, so that he can teach them how to live or it gives them a picture of how a perfect life or a holy life looks like. Praise God. Now the question for you and me in the new dispensation, the new covenant, in the New Testament, the New Testament church, the question is, do we still have to pay attention to the Ten Commandments? And the Bible answers that question in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 19. And this is what the Bible says. And this is Jesus himself speaking. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Verse 19. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So straight away in affirmative terms, Jesus responds and he says, I did not come to abolish the law. And he commands us. The Bible says, we are not to teach other people not to obey the law. But then the Bible encourages us to uh, to obey the commandments, to practice them, and to teach others. 
in affirmative tense. Praise God. So we see that Jesus did not come to abolish the law. And Jesus also encourages us to practice the law and to teach the commands to others. So as we take the gospel, we go into the nations to teach the gospel, we must teach people to observe and to obey the commands. We'll look more into that as we go into scripture. Praise God. Now, from the beginning, from the Old Testament, as a matter of fact, the whole of the Old Testament was pointing to the coming of Christ because then Christ would be the fulfillment of the things that are written in the Old Testament. So we see that the law or the Ten Commandments described a life of perfect, sinless righteousness which you and me or the Israelites had not been able to fulfill. So what we see in the book of Exodus is a description of what a perfect life, perfect worship, perfect interaction with others and how to treat other people and the things that belong to them is all described in the Ten Commandments. Praise God. Now, why did God give the Ten Commandments? What, were, what was the intention? As we see in Scripture, the intention of the law or the Ten Commandments was to describe to us, to paint a picture. You know, it's like you and me walking into the gym and when you walk into the gym, you see all those posters that are put in the gym because they want to paint a picture in your mind. They want to show you how a perfect body looks like. And your job is to begin to work towards that perfect picture that you see posted everywhere. Praise God. Whether that is true, but this is what we see. You get into the gym, you see the pictures and many other places because they want to put a picture in you so that you can work harder and become like what you see. So what we see in the book of Exodus is what God wanted the Israelites to become. He was describing to them what a perfect life would look like. And Galatians chapter 3 verse 23 to 24 helps us to understand that. In verse 23 the Bible says, before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the faith that would be revealed is the dispensation of Christ. But before Christ, the Bible says we were, we were held in custody under the law. So before Christ came, the law was in charge of us. Verse 24, so the law was our guardian. The other versions use the word schoolmaster. In other words, the law was to show us how to live our lives. The law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. So before faith, before Christ, the law was in charge of our lives. Praise God. And Romans uh, makes it even more clear uh, in Romans chapter 8 verse 3. Now, I like this scripture because it challenged my narrative. 
uh, and I'll explain that narrative. In Romans chapter 8, verse 3, the Bible says, For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sin flesh to be a sin offering. And so he commanded sin in the flesh. So this scripture is making it clear that the purpose of the law was not to produce a holy life in us. Because the Bible says the law was powerless. So the only thing that the law or the commandments did was to describe what a perfect life would look like, but not to produce a perfect life. Praise God. Now, what would happen if you and me obeyed the law the way it is prescribed in the book of Exodus? If we obeyed our parents, I want you to think about that. If we obeyed our parents, we respected what does not belong to us. We did not worship idols and we did everything. We did not convert somebody's wife of the things that belong to other people. If we just obeyed the law, I want you to think about how life could be in our communities, in the nations of the world, and just begin to imagine everybody obeying the law. I'll leave that to your imagination. Praise God. Now, the law could not produce holiness or a perfect life. So what was wrong with the law? And we go to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7 to verse 8. The Bible says this. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, that's the Old Testament, the commandments and the laws, the Bible continues, no place would have been sought for another. Another meaning the New Testament, the Jesus time. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. So we see that the law, there was something wrong with the law and there was something wrong with the people. The law is perfect, the Bible tells us. But there was something wrong with it because it could not produce holiness or a perfect life. And that people, there was something wrong with the people because they could not obey the law. They were incapable of obeying the law. Praise God. They could not live up to the law. The people could not keep the terms of their covenant with God. So the law did not last. In other words, God removed it, replaced it with a new covenant, the Jesus time. Praise God. How do we summarize? So we see in scripture that God gave the Ten Commandments to the people of the Old Testament or the, co the Old Covenant. We see that the New Testament affirms that the Ten Commandments are still essential laws that should govern a Christian life today. And as per the New Testament, the Ten Commandments are not meant to burden us or they are not some set of rules we should follow out of fear or guilt. And we're going to see that in part two. So I want you to look forward to part two where we find the remedy. If the law could not produce holiness, then what could produce holiness? And we'll find that in chapter two of the same message. So please look forward to chapter two. God bless you and have a lovely week.